Welcome, 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 welcome back to Get Fitty With It. <laughs> I am not prepared for that one. I know. That's why I didn't tell you. So oh my I'm, God. I'm your girl. I'm Holly Stark. I'm your girl, Mary Sorensen. I thought you were going to say I'm your woman. <laughs> I am also Holly Stark. <laughs> so... This is where we're at on a Saturday morning. I will say we often don't record on Saturday mornings. It's usually Sunday mornings or maybe Saturday afternoon. So maybe that's the reason for this tune. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the reason for this change. New season. It's not new season. Never mind. That's a lie. So, anyways, <laughs> I'm really excited for our episode today. But before I'm really we excited. Into it, how was your week this week, Mary? Because you uh, had a rough one. Yeah, this week was garbage um absolute trash but that was more so just like <laughs> mental health if you can think of a dumpster and putting like multiple flamethrowers in it that was me yeah. <laughs> like where everybody in your neighborhood puts their dog shit like then then As do the it. flamethrowers are still the thing, yeah <laughs> um so that was my week as far as like mental health and just like stress levels I went to bed at like 7 p.m. the past two nights just because I was exhausted. My allergies have been like through the wor- roof. I don't know where, like, anyways, through the words, <laughs> stuttering, stuttering Stanley over here. Um, so that's been like rough. But the one thing that I was consistent on this week was actually working out. I started a new strength program on Peloton, and like instead of just like picking and choosing, I actually started a strength program and it's nice because it like gives you the rest days and it like already puts them in there. So I started that. I biked every single day. Um, I've had like a knot in my back since like Tuesday and that's like kind of sucked. But like, usually when that happens, I like completely stop working out. Mm -hmm. And then I just like am out for like two weeks of just being like, I'm in pain. So I kind of just like trucked through that and it's on it. It's a lot better than it would have been if I would have just like laid down and been like, I'm done for this week. So I'm proud of myself for like the workout portion of my week, but like, yeah, the work this week was stressful. And again, revert back to dumpster fire, (laughs) but yeah, otherwise, I mean, otherwise it was good. Like as far as like my physical health, mental health has just been like drained. So I'm getting back into like trying to find things that like are manageable for me. So like that's it. where I was at. How was your week, Holly? My week was pretty good. Um, it's it's kind of like a stressful time at work as well for me. Um, but thankfully it wasn't too bad of a week. Um, but uh, workout wise, I did pretty well. Um, I think I will have end up having three rest days this week instead of two, but not terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm still moving my body and stuff. Um, and then I we talked about in last week's episode how I was wanting to get back to like my Kundalini. Um, Mm -hmm. meditations and stuff like that and today after we record this I'll be doing my fifth day this week so I'm actually very proud that I did that many um because the one I've been practicing it's only like 15 minutes so it's not super long but considering I was doing a lot of like five minute meditations or sometimes Mm -hmm. 10 minute ones but they would be like in bed basically like I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing anything where kundalini is much more of an active um Mm -hmm. like I've been feeling my shoulder burn because you do a move where you have your shoulders up for multiple minutes. Um, so, you know, it's like a workout in a minute. I was going to say, it's kind of like a workout meditation. <laughs> oh my God, I just lost it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was really good. And I'm happy 
some days I like definitely did not want to do it, but I could feel myself like just opening up and like that spirituality and like tapping back in. And I was Mm -hmm. like feeling things differently and seeing things like literally seeing things, um, (laughs) like auras and Mm -hmm. crazy shit this week. Um, and so it was like, Ooh, Ooh, I forgot how this feels. This is so cool. So I think that's, that really helped me just like continue to come back to that practice. Um, so definitely excited to kind of continue to re-deepen my Kundalini practice again in my spirituality. But, um, yeah, other than that, this week wasn't, wasn't bad. You know, it wasn't like an A plus week, but it wasn't an F week. I would say it's like a nice B week. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I'm, I just feel like the latter half of the week started getting a little bit warmer again. And this, like we've talked about before, like I definitely saw like kind of the change in my mood as mm-hmm. it got a little bit warmer and I could have the windows open and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, even though I wasn't getting outside a lot this week, honestly, but just having that fresh air just helped kind of kick me into that next gear, you know? For sure. So two things. One, I also want to shout you out because me, am I creeper? Like, Apple watch. I see that you've been continuing your stretching before bed and at night and stuff. How has that been going for you? That's awesome. There's only been three days out of the month so far where I didn't stretch at all. Um, two of them were on Tuesday nights, which on, um, Tuesdays, it's like my late day at work. So I work until 8 PM. And Mm -hmm. even though I start later, I never seem to stretch in the morning. Um, so though, and then the one day I just honestly forgot, but it's been feeling so good. And like, even last night. So a lot of times, like at night when we're watching me and Brandon are watching our show, like we've been watching supernatural. So when mm-hmm. we're after dinner or something, I'll, like I'll lay on the floor and do my stretching and stuff. And like, it's just been feeling so good last night. I was like, oh, I'll just do a four or five minute stretch. And I ended up doing like a 10 minute stretch. Cause like, I was just holding deep poses mm-hmm. um, for so long and it just felt so good in my muscles. So I feel like it's been helping me in my workouts, but I also just feel like with someone who has like a lot of chronic pain as mm-hmm. well, like, especially back and neck pain. I mean, I still feel it, but, um, I also have a lot of hip pain and I was having a problem for a while where it was almost like my hip would give out a little bit, um, sometimes mm-hmm. when I was walking and I haven't been feeling that as much lately. Um, so I well, and like it's like with much- sitting for work all day, I'm oh, sure yeah, that exactly. doesn't help. And I'm very unbalanced in how I sit. And so I know that's that's part of it, but I've been feeling like a lot more balance in my hips recently. And I think it's due to, I, most of my stretching at night is hips because lately I've been doing bike rides so much. So Mm -hmm. like I'll do a little bit of like neck or, you know, arms and stuff like that. But I focus a lot more on my legs and hips because of the cycling. Um, and yeah, it's just felt really good. I won't lie. Yeah. Every time it like clicks. (laughs) Yeah. Every time it like clicks and it's like, Holly just finished up. I think they call it like a flexibility yeah, workout under flexibility. Yeah. It's like, I was like, that a girl, she's sticking with her stretching. Like so proud. Yeah. So, um, and funny enough, the other day I somehow started a flexibility workout in my sleep, which I've never done this before. <laughs> I was um, going to ring that I up too. started it at like 9, 19 PM, which is like when I went to bed that night. So how mm-hmm. I didn't notice that, I don't know, but I woke up the next morning, which was yesterday morning and I'm at eight hours and 20 minutes of flexibility. Um, didn't it didn't say like burnt, like 1500. It was like 2000 something calories. Yeah. But by the end of the day yesterday. It was so funny because I, I worked out yesterday on my lunch and I looked down afterwards and I was at like 411 active minutes or something. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> I've had that happen before when I like do a sleep meditation. I used to like track them mm-hmm. and do like the mind and body. But then I would like 
it's to okay. fall asleep. Right. So like I would fall asleep and like I would wake up in the middle of the night and be like, ooh, oh shoot, <laughs> like forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to bring it up though because uh, you said that you burnt like six or uh two thousand calories, and it's like it wasn't it kind of like exciting to like wake up and like see how many calories you burn like in the night though it was it was very I talked to Brandon about that I said it was really weird to know like how many calories I burn actively when I sleep and mm-hmm. like, I, then I get a pretty good night sleep during the week it's on the weekends that I always seem to sleep less and so it was an eight hours and 20 minutes I'm not the best sleeper I do wake up a lot but mm-hmm. um still like to know that I was like that's a lot of calories. Like I didn't assume yeah. I would burn that much when I'm sleeping. <laughs> right. That's what I thought of as soon as you sent it to me, I meant to text you, but I was like, I'll save it for the pod. Um, but yeah, it's just so cool to like, think that like, we always think about like, oh, our exercise or like movement or things like that. It's like, but even simple things like sleeping, like burn so many calories too. Yeah. So it's like even things that we're not even conscious of yeah. we're burning calories. Yeah. Kind of our overall daily expenditure or whatever they call it. Um, but yeah, so that was funny, but kind of a cool little learning experience. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Anyway, so who do we have on the podcast today? I think you should announce it. You're so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So it's the queen herself. I say this in the interview. It's Taylor Woods. I love her. Um, I've been watching her and we talk about this, I think a little bit in the episode, um, but I think I mostly talked to her about it before we started recording, but I've been watching her since like her fifth YouTube video. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just randomly found her because she did a live by Whitney review right after Whitney's app came out or a couple months after Whitney's app came out in 2020. And I just really liked her energy. So I started following Mm -hmm. her and I've literally watched like every video since she's just so fun. She always makes like her videos very interesting and she's always trying new things. And she's just like, her personality is just so fun and so light. I was Um, just going to say that. Yeah. Like she's she's like the sweetest person. Yeah. She's just a gorgeous soul. (laughs) I had watched like an ep- or like a an episode um one of her youtube videos prior to the podcast just to like kind of like see who she was because it was like your guest that you were bringing on so i always like try to see like a little bit and like follow her on instagram and things like that and so after interviewing her and like going through that it was just like i was like i need to go and like watch her stuff and she was at like a taco bell or something and she was like the nicest person in the world like i yeah can't imagine that people get people like her through the drive-thru very often but she is just like the sweetest person she's such a light and I'm just so excited for you guys to hear this episode yeah and make sure as always if you guys have any guests you would like to hear on the podcast you let us know um at the end of the episode we'll talk about where you guys can link over link over with us what link up chat chat with (laughs) us whatever dm us um but at this point we're just gonna like stop this train before it derails i hope you guys enjoy this episode and we'll see you on the other side all right so we are back and as i said on instagram we are back with the queen herself miss taylor woods <laughs> you're giving me way too much credit i'm that's not me but i'm your hype woman <laughs> Holly will hype you up. She has been hyping you up since I've known her. So <laughs> that is so sweet. Well, I am so flattered to be here and this is the, the best thing I'm doing in a very long time. And I love sitting down with both of you. So I'm extremely excited to talk. Awesome. So let's it. just like dive in, rip the bandage off. 
tell us about who Taylor Woods is, what you do, who you are, what kind of, you know, species are you, all of that good stuff. Right. Which is, of course, like the hardest question in human history. Oh, I'm right. so bad at this. Even in school, I'd be like, well, but anyways, yes, my name is Taylor Woods. I am a YouTuber, YouTuber, <laughs> which is, it's a weird thing to say because that was never my intended path, but here we are. But I live in Seattle, Washington with my dog Reese and my boyfriend Keith. And I am very much like a very normal person who just sort of ended up sharing a bit of their life online. And I was, I just graduated from college. I got a job out here in Seattle, which was fun because I grew up in Southern California, moved out here, Miss panorama came into the picture 2020 happened and I sort of dedicated a little bit more of my time to YouTube in that period and it's been extraordinarily rewarding and just the absolute greatest thing ever and I make a lot of content surrounding my health and fitness journey and just fun little challenges that I like to do on my channel and it's been extraordinarily cool to be able to connect with people even like the both of you from across the world in such an uncertain time. So while YouTuber was not like my intended path, it's been absolutely fantastic. I love that. And so how long have you been in Washington for now? Uh, I went to school here. I graduated from Gonzaga University, which is more so like kitty corner to Idaho. So it doesn't really count, at least in my mind, because Washington as a state is completely different from left to right. The uh, left side or the west side of Washington is what you think of stereotypically, like Seattle, wet, Mm -hmm. rainy. But Mm -hmm. the the east side is all, well, not all, but a majority farmland and very flat and dry because there's a mountain pass that basically separates the two. So I went to school in Spokane for four years. And then afterwards, I moved over to the west side, which is kind of what a lot of the students from Gonzaga do. Okay. So, so like five years or so. Okay. I was going to ask, how are you feeling after that big L? Gonzaga? <laughs> I know we just, I had them winning my whole bracket. And so did like Barack Obama, like <laughs> <laughs> former governor of your state, right? <laughs> or senator, whatever. Um, yeah, I know it, it's very disappointing, but to be honest, it feels like such a similar narrative. We always have such a great season, but we have a very respectfully easy conference. Mm -hmm. So we have a great record going into the March Madness, Mm -hmm. but we're not playing like these big 10 really great teams. And then all of a sudden, you know, we go up against these really big names and they play like the NBA and we play like a college team. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they had a great tournament, but very sad ending. <laughs> yes. It was a, a fabulous tournament. The final four yes. game, I think was like my championship game. That yeah. Was the coolest thing ever. For sure. Like a buzzer beater. Uh, yeah. Final shot. It was really cool. It was really cool. Like- but I'm still sad, of course. Yeah. I did not sure. watch March Madness or sports. And I feel like that whole conversation, I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Sorry. I had to ask when she went, she said she went there. I've never met anybody who went to Gonzaga. So it's totally like a random nobody kind of heard of it sort of school at least so that's how it felt for so long mm-hmm. recently people are are learning about it mainly yeah. because of basketball so yeah, yeah sorry sure. <laughs> oh no it's fine I was like I have no idea what they're talking about 
<laughs> and then he said March Madness. I was like, okay, basketball. Right. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. There we got go. Know that sport. <laughs> I was always a football girl before I went to Gon- Gonzaga, which is funny because I never really watched basketball, but now mm-hmm. I like college. I don't, I'm not really into the NBA. Yeah, same. Same Unless for sure. you have a team to follow, it's harder to, to get into, get into I think. it. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Totally. That makes sense. I mean, my dad loves football. He's a Packers fan, um, but still nice. never got into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> off this topic, because I have nothing else to say on this. Um, <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> so you focus a lot, you know, on, with fitness and things like that. So for you personally, how did your fitness journey begin? And sort of what did that look like for you starting out? I think I have a hard time pinpointing a beginning date. I mean, we don't have to go back to like two-year-old Taylor, but. <laughs> no, I mean, kind of though, because that's what I always think of. It started for me subconsciously when I was playing organized sports as a kid. You know, we we all did, well, not all of us, but you know, most of us were in some sort of um, YMCA team. We did soccer, we mm-hmm. did dance. I, I did soccer for most of my younger childhood. And then I was a cheerleader and I, I did competitive cheerleading for like six or seven years or so. So at that time I was probably in like the best shape of my life, but I never was like, I'm on my fitness journey because mm-hmm. I was going to practice and I was yeah. with my friends and I was being conditioned. So it never felt like that kind of switch in my brain, probably until I was no longer in cheer. I was in college and pretty much for the first time in my life, I'm like, wait a minute. I have to do stuff on my own now. Like I have to mm-hmm. go to the gym. I'd never been to a gym in my entire life until college. Like, oh, wow. Never had a like 24 hour fitness, LA fitness, that sort of membership because I just was always doing sports. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think fitness journey wise, if we're going to talk about like, you know, weightlifting, that sort of thing, pretty much the beginning of my sophomore year in college was when I really started getting into the gym, but right before the summer I was going into college, I all of a sudden had this kind of more negative mentality. I realize now, but I thought, Oh, I need to get in shape for college. I need to look like this better person that Mm I, I I'm not in shape now. I need to look like this or whatever. When I meet all these new people at Gonzaga, you know, right. Mm -hmm. It's probably at the time I thought, Oh, this is the right way to do it. But my perspective now wouldn't align with that. So yeah, I'd say probably really college was the time I really started diving into fitness and realizing, okay, if I still want to like live a healthy lifestyle or have a long, healthy life, I should be taking care of myself because I no longer have a coach screaming down my ear to go run 10 laps around the gym, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely different. Like, I mean, I only played sports for a very short time area. I know you had a lot more kind of Mm -hmm. sports in your like growing up, but it's very different when you don't like basically don't have that accountability anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't have a team. You don't have a coach. You don't have anyone telling you to go do things. Well, that's what I was going to call out is that you said, you know, it was the first time in your life where it's like, you're not forced into like do it, not forced. That sounds negative, but like, you don't have to go work out because of anything because right. you're not in a sport. But I think so many people who are not in sports can also see that because you had gym class mm-hmm. in high school sure. and things like that. And it's like, that doesn't follow you. So like, that's such a, I love that, that you said that. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the way that we should look at fitness too, is that mm-hmm. it should just be 
this fun thing. Like we're going to go play soccer with our friends at the local sports park. Mm -hmm. That's us just having a good time. And we're also getting a workout in, but we don't think about it like that. Yeah. I I think that's what I always strive to get to mentally. Like I want to just be able to go do it because I love it or it's fun. Mm -hmm. Not because I'm trying to reach a certain aesthetic goal or look like something or, you know, even feel a certain way. I just want to do it because it's, it's what I grew up doing and it's fun. And it's a good way to, you know, get outside and feel active and whatnot. But yeah, you're right. I think after you are just not in that like organized condition anymore, mm-hmm. you kind of feel lost. Yeah. It can I feel, completely agree with that. Yeah. It can feel really, I don't know, like confusing and, and there's not really like a course to teach you like, okay, this is what you should do on your <laughs> own, you know? Right. Exactly. And it's like, can I just go run a couple laps? Cause you're getting older too. You're becoming an adult and your body's like different. And it's like, can I just go run a couple laps? Like I did for sports <laughs> right. or like what it, nobody wants to play basketball with me. That's weird. <laughs> right. And it's so funny too, because like I'm saying, when we were little, it felt so simple. Like mm-hmm. we ate whatever we were given to us. We ran the few laps we were fine. Like we didn't think much about it. Mm-hmm. But I sometimes think nowadays, like there's all this rhetoric of like, this is the diet you should be eating to oh, lose yeah. this amount, or this is the way you should look and don't look like these celebrities that have cellulite. Like you're like, wait a minute, right. everybody has cellulite. Like, <laughs> it's so, so negative and it gets so confusing, but it should. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, there was never like a goal behind it. And now right. it's like, you have to have a goal or else what you're doing has no point. And it's like, or just like, it's healthy to move your body, and right. like do these things. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Always. I 100% agree. Definitely. And, and kind of moving, you know, from your own personal fitness journey, you know, how did you slash, why did you start like deciding to share your journey on YouTube and kind of, you know, start posting, you know, like uh, the first video I, I watched of yours was the Alive by Whitney review of the app. And yeah. like, you started like, you know, sharing challenges. So what kind of brought you into like, Hey, I should just post this online. I should start a YouTube channel. That's so funny. You mentioned that because I think that video was probably one of the ones that really helped my channel, like go from, I think I probably had like 300 subscribers when I posted that video and Whitney shared it on her Instagram story. And it was like, I literally cried. (laughs) It was Super Bowl Sunday and she posted it on her story. And I was just like, this is crazy. So thank you for mentioning that. But I think, (coughs) sorry. Um, I started re-watching YouTube as a college student, an adult, whatever, because I liked watching a lot of fitness content myself. Mm-hmm. And I never really pinpointed those two when I first, first started my channel, which was October, 2019. At that time, I was just sort of like, Hey, I need a hobby for myself. I've always thought about YouTube. I really don't like my job. I'm a little bit lonely in my new city. Let's just start a YouTube channel. Why not? And I was kind of just posting quite literally random, mostly privated now, horrible content. (laughs) And then I think my first, first video about fitness was walking on the treadmill for 30 days, which now is actually like a lot more of a common routine. It's called 12, 330. It was popularized Mm -hmm. by Lauren Duraldo. Basically you're just walking on an incline for 30 minutes on the treadmill and it's 
like a really cool workout. And I think I saw her video about it and I was like, wait a minute, I should just try this myself. And since I have this YouTube channel now, I'm going to document it because I mm-hmm. think that's how you should look at content. If you are a content creator, produce content that you like to watch yourself. Mm-hmm. So I had gotten into Whitney Simmons when I was in college, I had gotten into Nikki Blackett or all of these like Gymshark athletes. I really liked yep. at the time. And we were right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so many of us were because they really were super, super formative and starting a better conversation around women in fitness, I think. Mm-hmm. And away from that mentality of like, women need to take up such a little space, but yeah. more so go into the gym, weightlift and feel strong and powerful. And that was super inspiring. So that's kind of when I realized if this is content that I was attracted to, maybe I should kind of dabble in it myself, but kind of on a different realm of, I don't want to be posting workouts of myself. I don't want to film myself in the gym. I don't feel comfortable in that sense, but mm-hmm. rather I want to approach this in more of like a, a viewer perspective of, Hey, not like I'm just like you, but sort of like that mentality of, Hey, I don't look like this perfect quote unquote fitness person. Um, and nobody does and Mm -hmm. I shouldn't, and that's okay, but we can still all have a wonderful fitness journey or lifestyle and relate with one another without having to feel like we look like everybody else that we see online. So I felt like that was a, a, my way of approaching it was more so from like a, I hate using like the word relatable, but like a relatability perspective, if you will. Yeah, that makes sense. And the the video you were talking about, the twelve three thirty, was it that one or a different one where the treadmill song came? Because I just remember, I just remember <laughs> seeing that video. I was like, I love this person. <laughs> <laughs> that was my video where I ran a mile every day. That's the one. Okay, I was like, I just I remember something, but I can't remember which video. <laughs> that was so weird. And you know what? It was one of those things where I was just kind of trying out different editing strategies. And when you make a video like that, you can only show yourself running on the treadmill so many times, you know, (laughs) wants to be like, it's day one, it's day two, it's day three. Like at some point you wanted something different. And I'm sitting there like, what would be kind of funny? And I start rapping essentially. Well, (laughs) that's a, a a tender word. I was not rapping, but (laughs) used loosely. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I started just randomly making up this song. And my boyfriend, Keith was like, this is flipping weird. And I'm like, wait, I think it's, I think it's kind of funny. So I did it and I posted it and I, I can still remember every word in my head and I've probably never watched that video since, but um, yeah, it still follows me to this day. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Well, like who, why Taylor? Like, it was, it was a memorable moment. Like I remember it. Like I remember that, like that video, you know what I mean? So it's like, it stuck with me. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. It was so funny. Um, So speaking of like YouTube, so your YouTube channel is like blown up in this past year, especially I feel like, you know, since, since quarantine and you lost, you know, your, your full-time job at that point. So what was that transition from you, for you, like leaving that full-time job during this pandemic and then, you know, deciding like, let's just go in all, all in on YouTube and having that success that you have. What is, how has that felt for you personally? Well, you're very sweet for saying I've blown up. Cause I, I don't think I have at you, all. You have. <laughs> that's very, that's very Your nice. Subscriber count has went up a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think I definitely 
discredit myself in so many ways because I will compare myself to really big creators who went from like literally zero to a million in like three months. Sure. And I think it's also important to realize like that's an anomaly, but I think of that and I'm like, wait a minute, like I'm a big failure, blah, blah, blah. But no, like growth is not one size fits all sort of thing. So that's, that's important to remember Taylor, but (laughs) I, I I never also want to think of it in a numbers perspective, but it is of course helpful given my circumstances at the time. So basically what had happened for me was, like I mentioned, I started my channel in October. Then when the pandemic started to happen was kind of around like late February ish. Mm -hmm. And like just kind of painting like the bigger picture, I had posted that video of reviewing Whitney Simmons app, which definitely helped my channel because she promoted it. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe at that time it, you, I was probably around like 500 subscribers or so after I posted that video and you need to get to 1000 to be able to monetize your channel as well as having a certain number of watch hours. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you know, like I wasn't receiving any income in any way. And it was just, of course, a side hobby because I was still working a full-time job. Right. Then uh, I get monetized for my channel at the, I think the end of February or something. And I lose my job the same day I posted that treadmill song video, ironically. <laughs> enough. Uh, and it was so wild because I had no idea what I was going to do because of course, when the pandemic first happened, nobody was hiring, like right. nothing was happening, mm-hmm. world was shutting down. So I felt like I, I wanted to continue YouTube either way, but at that point it sort of felt like, okay, I really just should dive into this if I'm able to make a small income from it in the meantime. Sure. And of course, even when I lost my job at, at that point, everybody thought two weeks, you know, right. we're, we're all going to be back to normal in right. two, maybe a month, whatever. <laughs> of course, that's what they were all telling us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I can make this work for two weeks and, and whatnot, which is like a tricky thing with YouTube. You only get paid once a month. So it was, it was going to be tricky, but I was like, I can, I can try my best. Yeah. Um, and my company is still not even open, which is so ironic, or at least not open enough to where they would need my help back. I worked at a hotel and hotel sales. So you don't really need to be selling the hotel right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Specifically for me too. I helped out with like celebrity clients and entertainment and whatnot, and none of that would be necessary. Yeah. So, uh, it's been a huge blessing in that sense, because I've been able to thankfully dedicate my time to something that has been so incredibly helpful for me in this time in so many ways, and not only just in a monetary sense, because yes, of course that's important. And it, it does keep you motivated when I had no other place to turn, but also just from even like a confidence perspective, or like I mentioned before, being able to connect with so many people, it's, Mm -hmm. it's changed my life in so many ways. And I never thought that I was ever going to dive into YouTube full-time. I really didn't. And I had no intention of doing so. So it's kind of been this learning curve in a way. And YouTube's funny where there's not much public information about how to navigate things, Mm -hmm, working with brands or 
how much money that even is, or what you're worth. Like you're basically your own little company, but you have no idea how to sell yourself. And you have no idea how posting a video of you walking on the treadmill now has turned into you representing a brand and you don't know how to do it. (laughs) So it's confusing and it's weird, but I, I also wouldn't take it for granted any day of the week. And I, I know it's so tricky because I would never say like the pandemic happened for a reason, but I don't think my channel would have taken off had it not been for people at home, you know, needing some sort of a joy in their day mm-hmm. apart from all the negative things we were seeing on the news or just needing a bit of entertainment in some way. And even somebody like Chloe Ting, for example, was able to absolutely explode because her channel talked all about these at-home fitness guides and nobody, Mm -hmm. nobody could go to the gym. We couldn't leave our home. We couldn't do anything. Yeah. And I think not that I'm like Chloe Ting in any way, but (laughs) like I could take the little coattails of that in some ways and, and realize that I did a lot of at-home challenges at that time as well, which I think probably helped my, my channel and it's, it's growth in that sense. Definitely. Definitely. And what made you want to kind of start doing the challenges on your, I mean, on your channel, like to me, I would watch them. And like, I know when you did like the mad fit one, I had, I've followed like Maddie for a long time, but yeah. never really watched her mad fit. And I was like, Oh, cause you put videos together. Cause to me, I'm like three minutes. I'm not going to get that much of a workout in. And then right. you made the little playlist. Like, oh, so smart. So like I, w- I was learning different, you know, challenges and stuff along the way too, but you know, what kind of inspired you to start doing more challenges on your channel and kind of I don't want to say that's your focal point because I think it's not, you have so many other types of videos, but I feel like you have so many like different types of challenge videos that you've dived into, tried out and kind of shared your experience with. So other people know. Right. I think it does go back to that concept of what I would watch as a a viewer, because I was always interested in those challenge videos. And I think also for so long, I thought that so many of them were BS you know, I would think that people would manipulate their end results or they, I don't know. I just, I wanted to see like, kind of like the truth behind it. And if I thought it was interesting, maybe I thought somebody else thought it was interesting as well. And I think people love to see like themselves in a quote unquote transformation, or they love to see, Hey, I've seen this pop up on the internet. Is it even does it work? Like, is it true? Mm -hmm. Is it worth my time? And people want to like see a review of something before they spend a month of their time running outside every day, you know? So I think, I think for me, it became a fun thing because challenges I always thought of as more of like a fun way to add in something different to your routine, because maybe you were always doing the same exact workout and this was now something fun, or I just got to, uh, experience so many different types of workout styles and creators and influencers, uh, that or fitness influencers, I guess that I would have never tried otherwise. Sure. Like, like I said, Chloe Ting, Lily Sabri, Whitney Simmons, even I've tried mm-hmm. so many of their different programs. And now when people ask me, I can also speak to them from a personal perspective. Like mm-hmm. this is what I would suggest if you like this style of workout, or yeah. this is what I think worked really well for me. Um, but always, I think I've definitely more realized now and especially with any fitness challenge in the future, it's so important to just like be so real with it that yes, like maybe you can see some good progress in this amount of time, but you have to keep it up if you want to see these long lasting changes 
or just realize like, yes, you know, it can be fun to do an ab workout for every single day, seven days in a row. But at the end of the day, like you're not going to get a 12 pack <laughs> after seven days, you know? Yeah. And I think that's important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think uh, like, and I, I know I hear you say it in a lot of your challenge videos, like this is just seven days, you know, and sometimes right. obviously you're like eating a certain way and sometimes you're not. And I think that that's important because I think so many people, especially probably in the last year, were like, oh, well, I need to do something, move my body. So great. I'll do the seven day challenge and I'm going to be, right. I'm going to be set. But I'm like, well, no, you got to take a step back. How's your mental health? How are you eating? And so like, true. I don't think people think about that. And so I like that you <laughs> say those types of things in your videos. Thank you. Yeah. And I think I've, I I'm definitely not perfect, but I'm trying to at least be better moving forward because I can, I can only try to improve and whatnot. And even if something's kind of negative, like I've removed a few videos from my channel that I just don't really think are positive anymore. And I don't want to like continue to promote that, I guess. Sure. But I saw something really interesting. I think it was on TikTok the other day because there's all of these different I've seen like hashtags or just a conversation about people getting very discouraged with themselves that they've gained quote unquote, a quarantine 20, quarantine 15, <laughs> whatever. And I saw this one video from this guy and he's like, we need to stop talking about the quarantine 15. Your body got you through a pandemic. You were yeah. able to come out alive, like quite literally, or yeah. your body was busy doing other things, like trying to get you through a global pandemic that 20 pounds, like is what maybe helped you or protected you. And mm -hmm. you know what, if that's something that you're not happy with, then it, that's something we can work on down the line, but be yeah. so proud of your body and how powerful it is that it got you li like literally through a global pandemic. Like that's yeah. not something to be underrated, you know, like that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I 100% agree. People have to live through like you know what I mean yeah. it's not like we have a global pandemic every five years like no <laughs> yeah and especially for us who haven't like I mean people our age too that haven't gone through anything this serious right like and I feel like that's the people who's saying it especially is like people within our like age range um and I just don't think that they realize like how like crucial it is that you did make it through and right. like you said like 20 pounds guess what? That 20 pounds is living. It's here. Like, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And that, I mean, it puts it into perspective for sure too, because we can be so hard on ourselves, but our lifestyles were different. And I've even seen like crazy statistics about mental health and how, uh, how much it has declined in a negative way oh, I'm sure. from the last year, because we're not yeah. meant to be in a four walled room every day of our lives. Our humans mm -hmm. don't yeah. survive like that. We need sunlight we need to be outside we need to be energized from the plants and the earth you know? yeah it's for it's sure sad yeah just yeah i worry people. yeah i worry about kids especially because it's especially kids who are so young right it's like they don't know anything else and they're in their houses and they don't and it's just so sad so but i do love that you said that because i think i saw it on your story did you post that tiktok did or I? maybe I just saw it on TikTok. <laughs> Possible as well. <laughs> but maybe both. I th I thought about, oh, I should post this, but I don't know if I ever followed through with it. But maybe now I will. Maybe I just saw him. Yeah. But <laughs> I saw something like that too. And I was like, that's so true. Like everybody is so hard on themselves. And we need to realize that like 20, you can lose 20 pounds. Like, yeah, right. you've got through this. Like, we're good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so one thing, and I, this was just like, 
fine timing because I didn't know you were going to put out like a breaking 75 hard <laughs> video this week. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be that my too. title for it um but you know obviously you did 75 hard last year and we have a friend Andrew Hopple who has done it and we've had him on the podcast a couple of times and he shared his experience so especially awesome. now that you've released that video like how do you feel about that challenge kind of obviously uh, you know months post and if you can just kind of talk a little bit about kind of that video because when I, I watched it the other morning and that it what you said was a lot of things that I've kind of thought about, like, well, okay, but I, you know, work a full-time job and yes, I'm at home right now, but like, I don't always have time for these, you know, these workouts mm-hmm. and like all of these commitments and, and, and not that it's an excuse necessarily. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm working out, but I'm just not doing totally. 90 minutes of a workout. So can you just share a little bit more about that? Cause I feel like that was such like a hype challenge throughout quarantine. Like it was all over. It so was. And I'm sure that was probably what, what, I don't know, enabled me to want to start in the first place, but really from my perspective, the reason I, I found the challenge just super randomly, like recommended video on my YouTube, watched this video from this other girl who shared her experience. And I, at first was like, there is literally no way, like there's just no way, because if you've never heard of this challenge, basically you have to do, I think five or six different tasks every single day. And the tasks themselves aren't necessarily hard, but more so it's just a crazy time commitment and you have to do them every single day for 75 days. And if you're not successful, then you have to start over from the beginning. So I think just like probably anybody, the first time you hear that, you're like, no, like I'm, I'm fine. Pass next. (laughs) Like I started doing a little bit more research and I kind of was more liking the idea behind, Hey, this challenge is not about physical benefits. It's a lot more about your mentality or how you're going to approach your life. But now I feel like (laughs) that's just not exactly the case. I, it's not that I don't agree with that, but I think at the time I was just, I was doing so many challenges for my channel, which were all very aesthetic focused. And I was kind of tired of that because it also felt like at some point I was doing so many different challenges. And at a certain point you have to wonder, am I doing these for me or am I doing these for my channel? Am I right. doing them for my audience? Mm-hmm. So I, I thought 75 hard is something I can do for myself. Mm-hmm. And I was really, really interested and committed. And so I started the journey and I really didn't share that I was doing it, not unintentionally, but I was just uh, thinking, oh, it would be better to do like a at the very end sort of video, but then Mm -hmm. I realized maybe people want to hear along the way. So about 30 days in or so I was like, Hey guys, whoops, I forgot to mention, I've been doing this (laughs) challenge. Um, and I, I had a hard time with it, but I was successful. So I can say that, uh, and at the time I was so proud of myself and I still am, but I think even when I did like my first little final review of what my thoughts were on the challenge. I definitely kind of also gave a few warning signs. Like, I don't think you should do this. If you're a teenager, I don't think you should do this. If you even have like a full-time job, like there's just so many little things. And I, I don't know. I think, like I said, at the time I was just so more focused on that mentality aspect, but looking back, I don't think something that has such a hard end date is ultimately what I believe in with fitness 
anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why I made this newer video, which was kind of like why I don't any longer agree with 75 hard and the things that it promotes. And above all else, I don't think that any challenge that promotes such like a mean following is something that I want to be associated with. Yeah. Because people who have done the challenge, um, can be so hard on other people. And they're like, Mm -hmm. you're a terrible and weak person. If you, if there's a tornado outside and you don't want to leave your household, then you're just not mentally tough. (laughs) Like I'm not, I'm not kidding. There, there was a, a top comment on my video that somebody posted, like, basically they were hospitalized because of the challenge or I don't want to say because of, but maybe they, I think they said they drank too much water. It was too much for their body. They ended up in the hospital and, uh, somebody commented on my video. Wow. Didn't realize uh, people were so weak until I saw this comment section or something like that. I'm like, Oh, this person was in the hospital. Like, yeah. Yeah. why is this uh, a challenge that cultivates such a negative response? Yeah. That's just so inherently not me. And that's just kind of like a side rant, but <laughs> um, yeah, I think at the end of it, at the end of the day, I'm just so much more focused at this period of my life in thinking about like a healthy lifestyle. And that's like such a cliche term, but really more so just thinking about what I can do every single day. That's going to help me for the rest of my life and not be so focused on something that's not sustainable and mm-hmm. 75 hard at its core is just not a sustainable program. No. So that's kind of why I have, I've been thinking about it for a really long time. And, and people will message me so often asking what my thoughts are, if they should do it themselves. And I will always say, do what's best for you. I'm never going to tell you otherwise, but here are just a few caveats mm-hmm. um, or things that you should be wary of if you want to dive into this. And that was kind of the premise, I suppose, of my video, which I was like the most nerve wracking thing to ever upload. <laughs> um, so I, I'm still nervous to even talk about it, to be honest. <laughs> well, what you said is so, so correct about the people who not everybody, obviously, like we have a friend who finished and he's so supportive and nice and, you know, nothing like that. Yeah. But I know girl, like I've know a couple of my friends who did it and quit and they were tracking on Instagram, you know, telling people like it's day 20 or whatever. And then they quit and then they just got completely trashed on like, Mm -hmm. oh, well you're weak. And I ran a mile in the snow and it's like, okay, good for you. Like, I'm proud of you that you did that, but like, leave her alone. Like, why are you attacking someone? Like it didn't work for her. It worked for you. And that's great. And you should, you know, be so proud of yourself that you finished that. But like, I saw so many people attacking these girls who wanted to share their story and then they ended up quitting. And for whatever reason, and they're like, you're weak and you should never do fitness ever again. And it's like, well, that's kind of opposite of what you're trying to promote here yeah. exactly exactly so, and it's just crazy these, it is and there's all of these weird little like caveats that come with the challenge and if you like truly read through the entire like guidelines the website whatever there's also all of this stuff that the creator talks about how you're not allowed to compromise because that's the whole point of the program so mm-hmm. there's so many people that have been like hey I did the program but I changed the rules for myself. And technically that wouldn't be allowed. Right. But then like, it's just like so much of this back and forth. Mm-hmm. That it, the whole thing about 
even like the the conversation we're having right now, why is a challenge like this heated? You know, like yeah. that 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 yeah. at its core is kind of bothersome. And I think I just I realized I don't want to I don't want to further promote that. Yeah. At least from my end. But if you want to do it, do you? I yeah. I think in some ways I probably saw some really positive benefits doing the program myself. I'm glad I did it, but I will never sit there and tell somebody that they are weak because it didn't fit with them or their lifestyle or whatever. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that. I love that you put it. I know you just said it was like you were nervous to like put it out there, but I'm glad that you did because I feel like I've never heard someone actually come out and like say something like that about it. And that I think promotes like people like me or Holly who we've done challenges and we've failed them before. And I think that it also just makes you realize like you aren't weak for not wanting to do those things or having issues with the challenges and things like that. No. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think anybody should ever feel bad about themselves because some challenge that was kind of made up with arbitrary, uh, guidelines in a way is not working for you. So therefore like, you're not a good person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, that's no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like, and this is something Mary and I kind of took away we had started a challenge that was kind of drawn from 75 hard, but different guidelines, a little bit more of like a spiritual kind of, um, oh. challenge. And it, it was interesting because this year we got, I think it was like 30 ish days in, we started the year with it Mm -hmm. and then we ended up quitting, but we quit because some of the things just weren't working for us anymore, but we learned a lot about ourselves in that Mm -hmm. 30 days. And I think that if you have to quit something because it doesn't fit your lifestyle anymore, but you learned a lesson through it, then that's should be what matter. Like if that's, I feel like, Hey, you learned something you grew. Yeah. And that should be your biggest takeaway. Right. Yeah. And And I think that there's a lot of that in like the fitness and diet and all like this, the toxicness that can come with it in certain aspects uh, is like people who, if you're not doing it their way, or you didn't want to do what they do, they think that you're wrong and you're, you know, if you're weak or whatever it is that they want to say. And I think that that's like hard because we're all on a same similar journey. We're all trying to be healthy and trying to find what works for ourselves. Exactly. And what works for somebody else might not work for you. Mm-hmm. And that's normal. Like that is correct. <laughs> You're right. What works for me probably won't work for you. And, and that's okay. And it yeah. shouldn't be a yes or a no on, on either mm-hmm. spectrum. It should be, yep, that works for Holly and that works for Mary, but Taylor wants to do something else or, or whatever. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I think ultimately what I want to continually share as well. Like it, it doesn't have to be like this one thing that only works for everybody in the entire world. Like there's what, 8 billion people on the earth. (laughs) And we're all supposed to be doing the same thing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. (laughs) No way. Yeah, no, never. Um, And so kind of my last challenge focus question. So you started your own quote unquote challenge. I guess you could call it a challenge. Um, Step into 21. So what kind of motivated you to start that? And I think that so many people don't realize, and we've talked about this in other episodes, that walking and just getting your steps in and like having more movement in your day, it, it can be more beneficial than that 20 minute workout or 30 minute workout. And right. so, you know, how do you kind of make sure you are maintaining steps and getting your steps into, you know, during your day? And how does that look like for you? Or how, what does that look like for you? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was, it's like a challenge, anti-challenge challenge. I don't really know <laughs> how you'd phrase it, but it's essentially more of a mentality. I think is the way I usually phrase it, which is really that, uh, it was started at the beginning of the year, but 
really, I think of it as just sort of a lifelong mentality, if you will, where you're right. We sit so much all day long. And most of the time, if you do get a workout in, especially in these quarantine days, you do your one workout and then that's kind of it for the whole day. And I realized probably even in part from 75 hard that you can have such positive benefits if you're just finding little, little, little ways in your day to just be more cognizant of how you're moving or adding in more movement. And it doesn't have to be like a very drastic thing because sometimes you do want to add in a really long walk outside, or you want to, I don't know, like do an extra workout of sorts. And yeah, of course that can be helpful, but really, even if you break it down, like from a scientific perspective, there is a huge component of the way that our body expends energy that has so much to do with that lack of exercise movement. So it only makes sense that if we're neglecting like this portion of our energy expenditure that I don't know, takes up like at least 25% or something of the way our body expends energy. Holly, you can probably speak to this more than I can, (laughs) but it, 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 it makes sense from like, if you're looking at it from like almost like a formula perspective. So if you're just thinking, Hey, Every single day I sit at my desk and I do my little workout and then I call it good for the day. What am I doing these other 23 and a half hours of the day? Mm -hmm. Or how can I just be a little bit more thoughtful about moving my body? And that was kind of why I wanted to start step into 21, which is just kind of thinking, Hey, if I can just take the stairs maybe one more time than I had the day before, or if I have not left my house in days and I still can't, I can just do like a few more laps to the refrigerator. Like that's, it's like the little movement, (laughs) you know, and it can be so beneficial for our bodies. Mm -hmm. And I I truly attribute more movement outside of my workout to getting past a plateau in my journey and really seeing some more um, mental benefits, physical benefits, and just feeling better that my body is not constantly glued to the couch or my desk chair or my bed because Mm -hmm. it had been for a year Mm -hmm. too because obviously we're in a pandemic but it's more like for the rest of our lives how do we think about just adding in that bit of more movement yeah yeah and I think so many people have sedentary jobs you know desk jobs and things like that and like where well Mary still works there but where I used Mm -hmm. to work as well like when we were in the office we had standing jobs or standing jobs standing desks yes so we were able to stand up but it's like yeah, I obviously don't have that at home. And, no. yeah. and so it's like, now I'm sitting more than I ever was before. Right. Um, and so I, I just really like just you and some other kind of personal trainers and fitness kind of people that I follow talking more about how these small movements can really kind of change the entire trajectory mm-hmm. of, of your fitness and health type of journey. And I don't think people really think of it in that way. They think you just have to do that one workout a day and you're golden. Yeah. And I think it can also feel overwhelming and I never want it to be phrased like that either because I, I don't want it to be like, Hey, you're not doing enough, even though you're, you're doing your daily workout. Right. Cause it, it's not even about that. It's more so just realizing that, especially as the years have gone on, we've become so much more sedentary because of our laptops, mm-hmm. our computers, our phones. And as humans, that's probably not even what works best for us and our body. So if you're thinking, Hey, I feel like I'm doing everything. This is, could just be one little extra thing that might help you without even it 
feeling like it's a workout because it's Mm -hmm. not like literally Mm -hmm. some example I will often say is vacuuming. Like literally vacuuming counts Mm -hmm. as, um, your extra movement. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's, exactly. like when I, it's like when I clean the house and I have like my deep clean, I get so many steps in on those days. Cause I'm back yes, and right? forth getting everything. I forgot. You're like, exactly. Oh, I forgot something downstairs. Gotta go get that. Exactly. Like, I literally had like a light bulb moment this week. It would sound so stupid, but I was like, I always call up to John, my fiance, cause he works upstairs and I work downstairs and I'm always like, can you throw me my phone charger? Like my phone charger. Why can't I just walk up there and go get it? And I was like, these are how I get my steps in. I need to start going up there and getting my own stuff and not just having them toss it down to me. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I'm lazy. Like we're all lazy. Like <laughs> it, it totally makes sense. But you're right. If you're like, oh, gosh, dang it. Like I should just walk up the stairs. Maybe yeah. you can like say hi to him, you know, right? <laughs> like get some human inter- interaction. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Definitely. Ugh. And so one thing I want to ask you, Taylor, so you're currently studying for your personal trainer certification, and I have not met a lot of people who are kind of just doing it for themselves and their own knowledge. And that's why I had done mine. I've since let it expire because I was like, well, I have the knowledge and it's not something I'm actively using. And so, but it's, you know, I had done it a couple of years ago because I wanted to know more. My brother's in the fitness and health industry. And so I wasn't going to continue asking him a thousand and six questions a day. Exactly. And so, you know, how has that just been for you as you've been sort of diving in? I know you started like a month or two ago, I think I had seen that you had posted the video where you actually started, but how has it been so far getting into everything? I started, I think end of February or so. So it feels like a really long time ago. And I, I also feel like I should be further along, but you're right. Like I, I am just doing it for my own personal gain and it can be so helpful to just know so much of our bodies. And I also kind of felt like this, I don't know what the right word would be for it, but maybe like ethical obligation, moral obligation that if I'm sharing so much of like fitness content publicly for the world to see. I also want to come from a little bit of a background where I can stand on knowledge that I actually know and learned myself rather than what I just read on like self.com or like Mm -hmm. from some random magazine or something. And I've always been interested in the literature of fitness and I've always looked things up. And even when I started weightlifting, like back in college, I was super interested in learning like what this actually does for me or what movements are best and whatnot. And I would always be looking things up. And so I have for a long time, at least had like a lot of basics understood, but I, I think I just wanted a little bit more under my belt. And I felt that there are a lot of, and this is not a bad thing, but there are a lot of people who share a lot of fitness content that don't have any knowledge behind Mm -hmm. the subject. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that you can't be interested in fitness as an everyday person, because that's most of the world. Right. Yeah. But I think as some sort of an, uh, influencer, if you are, then you, you also have like this, um, responsibility that you're delivering all this information to your audience, whether you're just posting your workouts or you're talking about what you eat or whatever it is. And I think at some point there's only so much that you can share without coming from a place of, I guess, lack of knowledge or maybe spreading misinformation. And I think that was something that felt very alarming to me. And although I don't feel like I see myself in the same realm as people who uh, share fitness content, 
I still talk about it a lot and I still make Mm -hmm. a lot of content kind of around the subject. So I just kind of wanted a little bit more of um, a foundation for myself, for my audience, my subscribers. And yeah, kind of like you were saying, Holly, just because it's interesting and you don't want to always have to bother other people. And it's, it's fun. That's the thing I love about it. It feels like Mm -hmm. it's, it's finally a class I'm taking in school. That's for me and I'm interested in it and I love it. And it's something I'm like, Oh, I get, I get to study today, you know, rather than like, Oh gosh, dang it. I've got homework. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So it's been really fun. It's been really, really fun. Good. I love it. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, so me and Mary both have this with our fiance. So, um, her fiance, John, my fiance, Brandon, they're very much not like social media type of people, um, (laughs) not online. Like, like my fiance has a Facebook rarely uses it, that type of thing. And so I know, you know, you don't share Keith a ton, obviously it's your channel. He didn't ask to be on here, but you know, how has that been for you and him and that dynamic of you always, not always being online, but quote unquote, always being online and sharing your life and having like a partner who is not, because obviously we talk about our partners all the time, but it's not like we have, you know, them here. And so it's like, they don't always want to be in our photographs and, you know, those type of things. So how is that just from another person's perspective? You're so right. And I love that we all have that in common. I think it's so funny (laughs) because in, for at least for my boyfriend Keith, like he he just couldn't care less about social media. He really yeah, couldn't. Yeah. Yep. And he, I think he like you're right. I think maybe he's got a Facebook. Like if anything, he like he's on Instagram, but he like doesn't. Li- he literally doesn't like anything. He doesn't post anything. Like he's just mm-hmm. a scroller. And yep. uh, I, uh, that's totally fine. And I think I actually prefer it that way. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would for some people totally fine, but I think for some, it just doesn't work well to have two people almost like battling in that space. Sure. I've, I've heard from like really big creators and whatnot. Like it can be really tricky adding in relationships online because Mm -hmm. then at some point you wonder like, are you doing something for the camera or are you doing it for each other? Mm -hmm. You know? So I'm glad I just never really have to worry about that sort of thing. Um, but he, he loves like his little tiny appearances here and there, like in a video. Cause it's just, it's silly and it's harmless, but for the most part, like he's just, he's fine being his standard self. And, and yeah. <laughs> I, I like it too, just because I think it, it gives us a good, um, separation between almost like humbling myself in so many ways too. Like I never want to like put myself on this higher ground because I have X amount of followers as if that means literally anything, (laughs) you know, it's a good way to like keep yourself grounded and to realize like, it's really not that deep. Like I make YouTube videos and it's not that important and it's not that cool, (laughs) you know? So I think I like it. I like that. He just kind of does his own thing. He's like a normal average Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's definitely how our fiancés are. Like they could care like Brand could care less about social media. Like he's just like I don't right. like I don't want to be. When Instagram, Instagram stories, stories come on, he's like, I don't want to be out. on TV. <laughs> like it's not TV, but okay. <laughs> like you're not being broadcast. I'm not that big. <laughs> like we're good. <laughs> but but no, also, I, I love that. That's the cute thing too. They have like no understanding of like what big is and whatnot. Right. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. we're on national television. Like, <laughs> right? my, it's my Instagram, it's like, but okay. No comment. No comment. <laughs> it's like, we're not on ABC News. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, it's so funny. My fiance literally uses his Instagram to be marketed to. Like he only follows brands that he wants them to like sell. Like he wants, 
to be sold too. I'm like, love that for you. Like you do that. What an interesting approach. That's so funny. (laughs) Wait, how long have both of you been engaged? And also congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, well, I just recently got engaged on my birthday last year in October. So mine oh is quite recent, but Mary's been engaged for a little bit longer. I, I've been engaged for like two years. I was supposed to get married last year. So COVID. Um, I told him he's got to repropose because it's been so long since he did the first one. Just cancel that one. <laughs> no, like something I would say too. <laughs> right. No, but we're getting married like in August. So pretty soon. Oh my God. God willing, everything goes well. So <laughs> I know, seriously. Are you like super, super excited this time around? Like, yes and no. <laughs> like, honestly, we're doing a backyard wedding now. So Yo. I'm just like, whatever. Like, I just want to have fun, wear my dress, like be with my people. Like everybody's getting vaccinated. Thank goodness. Um, but yeah, I just want it to be safe and I miss everybody because I, COVID sucks. Seriously. <laughs> It's been the absolute worst. And also like my heart goes out to both of you because I, I just feel so bad for COVID brides and mm-hmm. it's, it's so tough because you're right. You have like all that excitement from the proposal and yeah. you're like, this is exactly what we're going to do. But I also think it's perfect that you didn't try to compromise your plans. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sure. Maybe you didn't initially want to do the backyard, but I think that's Mm. perfect. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Some of my friends, um, that were engaged just decided to do like a parents only sort of, we're just getting Mm -hmm. married Mm because they just didn't want to wait anymore. But I've had other people that are like, Nope, like we're, we're, we're not compromising a single thing. We want our big wedding. And I totally respect both ways, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And for like, for me, like I was, I got engaged and I was like, I don't know what's happening in the world. So like, I'm not even setting a date. Like I, we still don't have a date. Like the only thing I know is how I want my hair to be. <laughs> I love that. Almost, almost more important. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I thought. I you love know, it. Getting off the topic of our weddings. <laughs> Sorry, that was my fault. <laughs> no, you're fine. So uh, we've talked a lot about physical health and me and Mary really like to balance kind of all types of health. And we like to talk about all types of health. So for you, do you have like any like morning or evening routines that you keep to kind of help with not only balancing your physical, but like your mental, spiritual, emotional types of health as well? Uh, yes. And no, I'm so bad sometimes with my routines. (laughs) I know. And it's so funny too, because I, I think sometimes like I get really excited about something and then I want to share it. And I think once you share something on it, the internet, it feels permanent, Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which is something I need to be better about, I think in the future. But for right now, I feel like my like quote unquote routines really focus on like just having even like 10 minutes of like prepping yourself for the day mentally. So for me, I love like waking up, trying to avoid my phone as much as possible and just going into the bathroom and like doing my skincare because it feels kind of like, because I don't have a commute to work anymore, I need like a little mini commute before I get to my desk, you know? So I'll just kind of get ready and I'll like try and relax or maybe I'll put on good music and I'll change my clothes just because I need to kind of get into like a better mental space. And that sounds so simple because it is, but it's a good way for me to just feel a little bit more like this is for Taylor, you know, like yeah. I need like mm-hmm. a few moments of my that. day that are just for me. Yeah. And I know I'm not like fabulous about this, but one thing I love to do when I'm really good about it is before I, um, 
go to my desk or anything, I like to try and sit in front of the window and just read for a little bit. <laughs> Dogs Sorry. making appearances. Well, we love it. Bring him on camera. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love to read in the mornings, especially because I think it kind of keeps me grounded in some ways. And if I sure. feel very, very stressed, reading is such a good way to just kind of like escape your current reality and pretend mm-hmm. like you're whomever you're reading about in your book. And I've only like kind of recently gotten to just reading for fun, but it's like a 10, you know, 10 pages or 20 pages, whatever you want to read, just like having a good little start to your day, I think helps me re- be mindful of like whatever deadline you're worrying about is so not important. Or right. if I just need to walk outside for a second and kind of ground myself, I think I am trying to be so much better about taking care of myself mentally in that way. Uh, especially because we're indoors all of the time. It's so easy to just feel overwhelmed or claustrophobic, even kind of for lack of a better word, but nighttime, I would say I, I'm not as good at, I don't feel like I'm as good about a nighttime routine and that's my own fault. But one thing I've tried to do better that I hadn't been literally up until maybe January or February is I've tried to go to bed at like the same time every night because beforehand I had this mentality in my brain that let's say I was going to be posting a video on Tuesday. I can't go to bed until the video is finished mm-hmm. because I, I did like the same thing with homework and school and whatnot. Like I want to get whatever I'm done, whatever I'm doing done. done before I go to bed rather than, Hey, this is a good stopping point. We can wake up early in the morning and reverse those two. I would right. literally stay up until sometimes six or seven in the morning to get my video finished and then go to bed and then wake up at 2 PM, which uh, you know, not the best I would say, yeah. but I think I just sort of realized, no, like it's going to be fine. It's, it, it's okay. Like log off your computer because I, I, I know it's kind of bad, but I'll, I'll normally work like in the mornings I'll stop all day long until like seven or 8 PM. And then I go back to my computer. Cause I don't, okay. I'm not productive in the middle of the day. So I stop, um, or sorry, I, I stopped my work late at night because I realized like, that's just not good for me anymore. Like yeah. I shouldn't be working on something at three in the morning at, at all. So I've tried to be better at that. And then I just kind of get up at like five or six in the morning to keep going back to work, which is so much better than going to sleep at five or six yeah. in the morning. And I'm sure it's so much better for your mental health too. Like, yeah, it's just, I feel like anyone who works like an overnight shift or anything like that, like that messes with your mental health, even, even if you don't really feel it, like you, it may be very normal to you, but like, because you're like on such a different schedule than like 95% of the world, like it, it, I feel like it can really talk with you. I mean, to kind of put it bluntly. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I also would feel like I was even missing out on like going to sleep with my boyfriend or my dog. Right. I wanted that, like even 20 minutes of, um, play to, you know, like we would just kind of like hang out or talk. And I think that's decompress with your family type of thing. Exactly. And it sounds so, um, simple, but having that little time with your family and even just going to sleep with your partner, I think can be really, really helpful for a relationship and making sure that you, you know, just like are, are with one another. And it's not like, oh yeah, like, you know, Keith's always asleep and I'm just, in here working, whatever. Yeah. But now mm-hmm. I love it and I look forward to it. And it's 
like we can, I know it sounds so cheesy, but like, we'll get into bed. We'll, we'll watch iCarly. Like, <laughs> I love that. Sleep. Like good stuff. <laughs> exactly. But no, like, you know, like it's something I'm happy about rather than like, oh, I have like six more hours of work. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you know? definitely. For definitely. sure. Um, and one thing I just wanted to, uh, cause we haven't touched on it at all. You have a podcast as well. And so, um, can you just tell us a little bit about kind of your podcast and uh, obviously that's a very different media than your YouTube channel. So just sure. kind of how that transition, I mean, obviously you still do YouTube as well, but how that transition has been to kind of your audio recordings and then having your YouTube channel, your audio yes. recordings. I meant your I- podcast. <laughs> no, oh I knew God. exactly what you meant. <laughs> We love audio recordings. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm obsessed with podcasts. I really am. And I think that was one of my main motivators for starting my podcast to begin with, because I've always loved podcasts and especially with the pandemic, I was at home all day by myself because my boyfriend was really only out of work for six weeks or so. And then he was able to go back. So podcasts as lame as it sounds are like my best friends and it feels like they're like my company. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so, I don't know. It makes you feel so connected to the people on the podcast. It makes you feel like they're hanging out with you or you're hanging out with them. So I was such a consumer of podcasts that I realized it was always a platform I wanted to step into, but I felt very nervous to do it for a very long time. I started my podcast, I think June, 2020. And I was thinking, oh, I need to find a partner. I need to do this with somebody else. I'm never going to be interesting enough to listen to on a podcast. So I kind of gave myself like my own, a lot of self-doubt for a really long time. And then I realized like, you know what? You should just do this for you. And if it's, if it's fun, maybe it's something that you're really going to like producing as well as listening to, as I said, you know, I just love podcasts. So it's been such a fun different type of platform. And I truly love it in so many ways because it feels so personal and it feels so fun. And you can all, I mean, you can record your podcast in your bed and your pajamas. You can be staring at the ceiling, you know, you can be doing whatever. And it's, it's so relaxed in that way. And I think that's probably what people love about podcasts as listeners is that Mm -hmm. it just feels comfortable and it feels fun. And I, I'm in my second season of the podcast now, which is a little bit more focused on just kind of being a little bit more like less planned and a lot more um, interactive with my audience. And I'll do a lot more questions and maybe even have people on, which can be really, really cool. So it's been a super, super fun outlet. And I'd say right now it's even my preferred medium. I love that. Yeah, we've, I mean, cause her, like Mary and I have listened to podcasts, you know, both for so long and we had right. both wanted one for so long. And then it was like, you know, mid summer last year, we're like, yeah, what the hell are we waiting for? Like, just, let's just do one together. Totally. Like, and we can talk about whatever we want because it's our podcast. Um, exactly. And so, why yeah. are we waiting? Like, yeah. what's the yeah. plan, what are we waiting know? for? There's going to be no perfect time, <laughs> no for perfect plan. Like, <laughs> exactly. exactly. And you can say that with anything. Like if you oh, ever wanted to start a podcast, a YouTube channel, whatever it is, there's never going to be a perfect moment. So no. you have to just kind of light the fire under your butt. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. And so as we kind of start to wrap up, cause I just realized we've been talking for like over an hour. So to be mindful <laughs> of, you know, anything else you may want to do today. <laughs> you're totally fine. That's totally my fault. Um, oh, I rant. 
you're, you're fine. You're fine. Um, so I know around Christmas time, you had some Christmas merch, which was just very you. as like the little Christmas elf. Um, <laughs> but do you have plans to like do other types of merch or was that kind of just like a one time thing or, you know, kind of what's your head process with that? Yes. I... Sorry, before you go, you wrote March in the question. I realized And that. I was like, what I did just she do? That. I was so confused. So now I got it now. Go ahead. March. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know what she did. <laughs> That's <Sorry>. so good. <laughs> Didn't spell check <laughs> Hey, we love, we love Grammarly. That's a, that's always my right. best friend. <laughs> um, yes, my Christmas March, my Christmas merch. That was kind of like a spur of the moment. I realized if there's any merch I want to do, I want it to be holiday merch. So it wasn't that I even wanted to come out with things that quickly. It was more so like, I, I know this to my core. If I ever want to make merch, I want it to have a little bit of like this holiday touch to it because I do feel just maybe like a lot of us, like I feel like my best self in the holidays, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've always felt very connected to the holiday season and Christmas in general. And it felt just like the most fun little thing I could do. So it was not that it wasn't unplanned, but I did kind of think of it as I did kind of think of it last minute as a fun thing to try and to do. But I would love to do merch in the future. I'm not exactly sure um, when or what, but I'm currently taking submissions. If you if you have any suggestions, good to know. Neither of I, I don't, at least I cannot draw, so can definitely not provide you with any designs. But if I think of any bomb ideas, I'll let you know. Yeah, we'll shoot those by you. It's totally fine. I'll take your illustrations either way. Oh, perfect. I don't know who will want to print that, but. <laughs> I'm not creative either. I was like, I'm getting a designer. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Don't blame you there. Um, I'm going to change this next question because I changed it on Mary when we were recording um, another episode earlier. Really so switches it up on me. <laughs> instead of Usually I love sort of ending podcasts with what are three things you're grateful for. But today I'm going to ask you, what is the one thing you're most grateful for right now? Most grateful for? Really putting the pressure on. <laughs> um... Oh my golly. Mm. <laughs> I'm so, I feel so, I don't know what to say. I'm going to probably just say my apartment. I've been really, really grateful for my apartment lately because I think I would have just absolutely lost my mind if I was in any other place this past year. And I feel so, so lucky to have a roof over my head and to be here and have like a, a place I can call home with my boyfriend and my dog. And I can feel just safe. And I think safety is something I treasure. And I am very, very protective of my family. So I feel very grateful to just have a roof over my head and to feel supported in that sense. And even just being here in Seattle and just, yeah, I, I, I feel grateful to have a home. <laughs> I love that. Hey. Hey, you know, some people don't have that or, you know, they yeah. don't like their living situation. So I think that's perfect. I love it. Thanks. And so to finally wrap up, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, what's next for you? Any like big projects as well as, you know, where can people find you? Um, I would love to say I've got like all the projects on the line, <laughs> but I don't think I do. So this is my big project right now. The Get Fitty With It podcast. I love it. <laughs> Here um, for it. But we yes, appreciate it. Exactly. 
I've, this was an absolute pleasure. So thank you to you both. I would say if you would like another podcast to listen to, mine's called Don't Get It Twisted. I think it's kind of cool sometimes. Um, but really, I hang out on YouTube twice a week. So my name is just Taylor Woods. Come hang out with me there. And yeah, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I feel so, so happy. This was such a beautiful and fun conversation. So I'm so grateful to be here. Oh, we're grateful yes, for you. Thank you for being on. <laughs> yeah. And as always, we'll have all of Taylor's Instagram, YouTube, podcast, everything in the show notes. I'm pointing down. I always do this like people can see me. Um, of course. <laughs> but so you guys can make sure you go follow her, watch all her content. because She truly is amazing and, and share so much, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially in this past year, like we were talking about with challenges and, and it just helped help keep me motivated uh, you know Absolutely. and things like that so thank, thank you. you for sharing you know so much during a very difficult year for so many people that thanks for just being so like much. a light in the world <laughs> that is so sweet of you to say you both are my light I'm serious this is so sweet thank you for hyping me up oh. I don't deserve the credit but that was really nice so thank you get fitty with it everyone subscribe five star <laughs> review Apple podcast <laughs> Great. Now we may have to do our outro. Yeah, right. There we go. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Thank you again so much for being here. We appreciate your time and and your energy and just sharing that energy with us. Of course. Yay. Happy Monday, everybody. Woo. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where I'm just going to cut that off. (laughs) So, Miriam, like, how did you enjoy the episode? I want to be best friends with Taylor. She now. I feel like I feel like we need to like make a trip out there, or she needs to come to Chicago. Either way, Listen, like she just to go back to Washington. So in, <laughs> I've never been, so I would like I would love. Um, but she just has so many realistic things to say. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like I feel like it wasn't like by the book and like just regurgitated information like I think that it was just so like unique and so real and like people like us who like our day-to-day like we just work out like it's not our job to work out mm-hmm. I think that it really spoke to me at that like moment yeah yeah because even though like like she was saying like now YouTube you know is her job mm-hmm. like yeah kind of the not that working out is her job because it's not like she's signed by like a certain company where she has yeah. to do, obviously but because she shares so much of that online like and she is a you know influencer quote unquote Mm -hmm. like it's nice to talk to someone who still has just such like a real personality and real schedule Mm -hmm. and things like that who I could relate to even though I am in like a nine-to-five type of job Um, yeah so yeah I just like she just has that relatability about her I think for sure and I just think that I mean, even like her kindness just showed when she was like, what about you guys? Like, you guys both said fiance, like what are your mirror? Like, yeah. she's just so genuine as a person that I think that like, I don't know, anything that she does in this world is going to be amazing just because of that genuine, like love for things and passion. Like even like going out to get her certifications just to like be more knowledgeable for the people that she's talking to, you know? Definitely. And I think that that's amazing. Yeah, definitely. And I think that she's just... I can't wait to see how she continues to grow. Like, like I said mm-hmm. in the episode, she's grown so much in the last year. She only started like really posting like a year, a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And now she's almost like a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. Like she may not think she has grown that much or, but like she's blown up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. 
And so it's just been really cool to see that journey. And like, I can't wait to see what she continues to do with, with YouTube, with the podcast, just with everything she kind of has going on. So, um, you know, as, as we always say, make sure you go follow her. She's honestly Mm -hmm. just a light, Uh, you know, she definitely posts more on YouTube, obviously, because that's where she uploads everything, but Instagram, she definitely posts a lot on too. So Mm -hmm. follow her on both Taylor Woods, um, and we'll have everything in the show notes. And then, you know, if you guys, like I said earlier, if you have guests to suggest to us, like Mm -hmm. you can reach out to us. So Mary, like, where can people find us? They can find us on Instagram at get fitty with it pod, or they can email us at yeah, fitty with a pod at gmail.com and we'll have all of that in the show notes below yes. um so were you gonna say something no okay <laughs> i was gonna say and make sure you follow and subscribe and if you think someone can benefit from this episode please share it with a friend family member whoever um and that's how we continue to grow and then if you really love the episode or the podcast just leave a friendly review um and hey if you take a screenshot of that review and send it to our email Holly, aka me, will send you a little crystal guide. So there is a little surprise in it if you leave us a review on whatever platform you listen on. Yes. And I was actually going to say, I'm going to start doing like pop-up giveaways where it's not like an official, like you have to like this picture and then post. But like, if you're sharing our episodes in your stories, I'm going to start like jotting down your names and like, you might be able to win like a $5 Starbucks gift card or like Target if you don't like coffee or Duncan, if you're on the East coast, like I will get you whatever you want. But like, if you're sharing our stuff, like it means the absolute world to us. And we would love to give back in any way that we can. Um, And if you're sharing with your friends, like screenshot that screenshot that you texted it to your friend and send it to me and I will like hook you up. Definitely. Yeah. We love all the sharing. Sharing is caring. Um, As a girl, my work says ABC, always be caring. So with that, (laughs) on that note I love that I know it's the first time she said it I was like that's amazing um (laughs) so with that I hope you guys enjoy the episode we really really loved this one and we hope you guys do too and we'll see you guys next Monday bye